Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. These are the top three quarterbacks for week five of fantasy football. Josh Allen against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Patrick Mahomes at the Minnesota Vikings. 28 and a half projected points for the Chiefs in that game. And Jalen Hurts. Los Angeles Rams on the road, but still projected to score 27 and a half. Hayden, lay these out for us. Why are these three in a tier of their own? They're projected for a ton of points, and all three of them are facing offenses that I trust could keep up the pace and keep them actually avoiding the fourth quarter blowouts where you're just getting the Pacheco runs, the DeAndre Swift runs, the Latavius Murray runs. I think these quarterbacks are going to be forced to actually play this this week and i think it's gonna be a fantastic week oh yeah for elite quarterbacks and there's a, been a difference between these three guys and that second tier of fantasy quarterbacks especially with herbert on by so we'll have to we know not everyone has these guys but if you do i think this is a great week comparing your third round investments with these guys versus totally. the other third round investments like look at the third round investments <laughs> this year a complete travesty except for these guys Love that point because this summer we advocated heavily for one of these elite quarterbacks. We can throw Lamar Jackson in there too, who we'll get to in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought some notes to the table. Sweet. I'm going to unleash them here. First, Josh Allen at quarterback one. Uh, today's scheme with Colt McCoy focuses on Josh Allen becoming this red zone terminator this year. Again, this is the quarterback who led the NFL on turnovers last season, including five interceptions and a fumble lost inside of the 20-yard line. Uh, this year, I think he has completed 14 passes inside the red zone and has Ooh. thrown a touchdown on seven of them. Uh, not since bad. week one, I mean, that week one travesty against the New York Jets and awful performance. He's been the quarterback six, the quarterback eight, and the quarterback one mm-hmm. overall. So excited to see what he does against the Jaguars this weekend. Yeah, the Jaguars have been pretty mid on defense. And I think that the new thing that's helping Josh Allen this year is the drive-by-drive consistency because right now the Bills are fourth in rushing EPA, which is helping Josh Allen get to the red zone. They're also third in passing EPA, still passing the ball a ton. So it's like they're not running the ball more because they're more efficient. They're just getting to the red zone more because of that efficiency, and that's going to ultimately pay off for Josh Allen. A huge fantasy season is coming for Mr. Josh Allen. For Mahomes on the road in a dome against the Vikings, uh, that Vikings defense with Brian Flores plays differently than almost anyone else mm-hmm. across the league. Um, I will add, though, that Patrick Mahomes this year has rushed for 45, 30, 28, and 51 yards in his nice. last four games. He's averaging a career-high 5.8 rushing attempts per game. Now, I think a good chunk of that was in week one when he didn't have Travis Kelsey, and we mm-hmm. talked about it. He was on the move a lot. But – he might break his single season rushing record in week 10 of this year. He's on pace Ooh. for that. So that gives us a few extra points that we weren't getting previously for Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And maybe previously we're getting some passing touchdowns. Yeah. And I think all of that is just basically coming back to the point. These wide receivers are a total mess in Kansas City. They're still trying to figure out the rotation that they want. I will say 
it is so clear to me that Flores does not trust his secondary at all. That's why he's dialing up the most exotic looks and pressure uh, looks that you can possibly imagine. But Mahomes can create time, and he's still so good. There is no defense of blueprint against Mahomes at this point. I'm assuming Kelsey will get better. So not as surprised that the Chiefs are projected for almost 29 points. Right. And it's good that we're going to get Kirk Cousins on the other side to keep this thing a ball game, hopefully. Okay, and just quickly on the quarterback three this week and Jalen Hurts because he's facing the Rams defense. A Rams defense quietly really good versus quarterbacks this season. They faced Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. and then Anthony Richardson this past week was the first quarterback to finish higher than quarterback 21 against them. Now, a big part of that was the rushing scores. And what do we mm-hmm. get from Jalen Hurts? Rushing scores. However, he is down about 19 rushing yards per game versus what he was in 2021, and then about 17 yards per game than he was last season. Yeah, the his like success rate just in general has been down. And I think part of those rushing stats is the fourth quarters they found a DeAndre Swift ground game that's very efficient so far. Um I think that the Rams passing game, we'll get to Stafford in a second, has a chance to actually compete against the yep. Eagles secondary. It's not the same level over there. And I like playing in LA in a dome environment, but Jalen Hurts is still getting all the rushing scores. They're still due for big plays. And I think ultimately we've seen this a little bit with the Rams defense. They have overperformed their expectations, but now they're bottom half in passing and rushing EPA allowed on defense. I think ultimately when we re- refresh these charts in week 12, the Rams can be bottom 10 in both of those categories. So I think this is another game, a statement win for the Eagles. I think the Rams will show some fight, but like the, the talent mismatch on the corners right now is just unbelievable. Okay. For the people who did not invest a third round pick in any of these quarterbacks, let's get to it the rest of the way. Starting with tier two, your quarterback four, that is Tua Tungavailoa against the New York Giants defense. Mm-hmm. Hayden, we always talk about this home favorites expect to score 23 or 24 points. Well, the Dolphins are expected to score 30 points here at home against this Wink Martindale defense. It's hilarious. Just look at the bars. They're first, <laughs> second, or third in basically every single thing except for plays. And the only reason why they're not running more plays is because they're ripping off 50-yard touchdowns. So, yeah, this is a bounce-back spot. I think the other big part of this uh, ranking to a so high – Offenses facing the Giants are passing the ball at the fourth highest rate. Now, we've seen the Dolphins. They can win in either way. Right. But I think this could be a, a an easy button against rookie corners, against Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And Wink's trying to bring some pressure. But quite frankly, they just don't have the pass rush at this point, right. which is super disappointing because they've actually tried to invest in that spot. This should be a massive bounce back spot, if you will. Uh, last week against the Bills, to me, they were moving the ball effectively. They just ran into some turnovers, and that kind of got them out of that game. But I think w- this will be a huge bounce-back spot for everybody. I was about to theorize as to the reason why that defense is facing the pass so much is because of, you know, like you said, they are sending a blitz, an extra rusher, on 50.4% of dropbacks, wow. the second highest rate in the league, right? Against the blitz this season, Tua is 23 of 34. For 260 yards and four touchdowns. And it makes sense. Like with the players that they have and how they understand where they can attack you, getting the ball out of his hands in 2.45 seconds or whatever it is, it's yeah. beautiful. Against the Blitz this season, um, he's been unbelievable. And when they have Blitz him and he, they are not creating pressure, he's averaging 9.3 yards per attempt. So it's like yeah. it's been a hot and cold season, which is kind of what we outlined with Tua heading into this year that even when they had the most dynamic offense in the top six weeks of last season too, it was like, 
three that were unbelievable weeks for two of mm-hmm. the to throw touchdowns and three that he was in that, you know, quarterback 18 to 22 category. It's been the same thing this year, quarterback 26 and quarterback 18 in two weeks. And the other two weeks when, again, they've done nuclear quarterback one and quarterback two overall scoring weeks. Yeah. The, the difference between him and the other quarterbacks is I don't think the giants are going to be able to move the ball at totally. all. That's been so uh, obvious at the same time. I stick to the team totals, not the point spreads when I'm actually doing the stuff. Their team total is the highest of the week. Well, that brings us to our next guy in Lamar Jackson here as quarterback five. Typically, when I see a team favored by four points, I'm like, oh, okay, especially with the Ravens and a good quarterback like Lamar Jackson. We're going to love their implied team total as well. That is not the case here with Lamar Jackson with the Ravens implied for just 21 and a quarter points right now. Yeah, it's been really kind of interesting because the same thing was made last week when I had Lamar Jackson lower than you would think. And we talked about that. We're like, why are the Ravens projected for so few points? And then turns out Lamar Jackson has a big game. My friend Chad continues to make fun of me for my Lamar Jackson ranking last week because he has Lamar. This week, I'm learning my well, lesson. I, it's Chad, Brad, Tad. Yeah, all it's, all, oh, it's, all, it's a bunch of Chads out there. Anyways. The team total is down, but Lamar Jackson's been so effective right now that I am going to be betting on Lamar Jackson this week for Chad out there. And uh, I think that just getting possibly their left tackle back this week, he's a full participant. Rashad Bateman, that's a, a full participant again, that they might pass the ball a little bit more than they have previously because they're, they've been dead last in neutral pass rate. Hopefully that corrects itself. And even when they are running the ball, Lamar is leading the NFL with 21 designed quarterback runs on including uh, quarterback sneaks that we have not lost that just because Greg Roman's out of there. Turns out Todd Monken knows how to dial up some quarterback runs as well. I met all of your uh, best buddies. What was it? Not this past summer, but the summer before mm-hmm. that. And one of them who won like your buddy's league. I asked him like how he did it. He's like, well, I don't listen to you guys. I just watch Andrew Kurokov every week. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> congratulations to you guys out there. Oh, Anyways, God. Love it. Okay. Anthony Richardson is your quarterback six. Um, love this. Anthony Richardson against the Tennessee Titans. Though the point total less than 21 points for the Colts here, but on a per snap basis, per snap basis so far through four weeks and really just three games for Anthony Richardson. He is now averaging a league high 0.452 fantasy points per snap. Josh Allen is second at 0.362. So he is leaps and bounds ahead right now on a per snap basis as the quarterback one. And do you know what the Colts have a lot of snaps? They're first in plays per game right now. So this is a tougher matchup for Anthony Richardson, but it's like kind of hard to parse through because teams obviously want to pass against the Titans. Anthony Richardson gets a lot of his uh, production on the ground. But I do think it's different between stopping the run up the middle with a running back versus stopping Anthony Richardson out in space, quarterback runs. You're not running at defensive tackles. You're running around them to the perimeter. So I don't think we should be take copy-pacing like the Titans' number three rushing efficiency and hold that against Anthony Richardson. And I think Jonathan Taylor, if he does come back, will even make this even harder to defend. But really, this ranking is just my very optimistic opinion on Anthony Richardson's ability to pass the ball so far. Like he's made like that play that you brought up on stats versus film was out of control. There were three others in that game, too. I mean, 
again, in the first game and a half that we saw from Anthony Richardson, it was a lot of crossing routes underneath some wide receiver screens. This past week against the Rams, he let it loose Mm -hmm. down the field. And there were a couple that were just off the frame of the wide receiver on fingertips, three others that could have been for even bigger chunk gains. I, I don't want to tell Colt what to do because some might say his star is a bit bigger than mine. But I really want Anthony Richardson to be next week's scheme. I'm very excited for it. Uh, just quickly, this is a little microcosm and one data point on how a rushing quarterback or a running quarterback with flaws, some might have thought in the passing game, can be better than just a quarterback who's had passing flaws so far this season. And Joe Burrow is a difficult example, but he has just 33.1 points this year. Okay. Anthony Richardson has 37 rushing points already this season. Yeah. So we're already getting Joe Burrow plus everything else that he does in the passing game on top of it. And to me, the the Colts ground game with Anthony Richardson isn't just like your basic quarterback runs. They're setting it up properly. They're maximizing his talent. Like I have a ton of respect for what the Colts offensive Shane staff Sargent. is doing totally. as well. It's not just like basic copy paste running back plays or quarterback plays. They're actually like really setting this, these things up. Kirk Cousins is your quarterback seven. This week he faces that same Kansas City Chiefs team. Uh, despite being underdogs, though, 24 and a half projected points for the Vikings this week. Yeah, I'm, I, I just think this is like who's going to pass more just in, in terms of attempts than Kirk Cousins this week. Like you don't have to dare O'Connell to pass the ball. Uh, the Chiefs ground game has been solid with Chris Jones. I don't think they're going to try to get Alexander Madison going in this game. If the Mahomes jumps out to a 21 to seven lead at halftime, which I can easily see Kirk Cousins going to throw the ball a ton here. I do. I think we pretend that the Chiefs defense isn't very good. They are very good. I was about to bring this up. I was about to bring this up because I think many times people think, well, Chiefs are going to go in a huge lead. And so we can get some garbage time points in the second half or in fourth quarters. And that's just going to equal quarterback points on the other end. The Chiefs haven't allowed a top 12 quarterback opponent so far this season. Mm-hmm. And going back to the last 14 games, which date back to last season, they've only allowed 18 passing touchdowns over the last 14 games. Yeah. So maybe Kirk Cousins can be different than that because, as you said, every single quarterback that the Chiefs have faced this season other than Justin Fields has thrown the ball at least 35 times yeah. against them. And we have seen Kirk Cousins be uh, functional garbage time, I think is a good oh, yeah. word for it. Um, so that might be different. That might go against it. But I'm totally with you on the track that we still underrate Steve Spagnuolo in this defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I will say, I think Kirk Cousins is a Hall of Fame garbage time quarterback. And they've got <laughs> the pieces one. to make this, make this work. Tier one. Okay, next for you is Matthew Stafford as your quarterback eight. And that's the last one in this tier. Uh, he's facing the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, we already talked about Jalen Hurts. He's a top three quarterback this week, uh, at least for me. When I don't have Geno Smith or Deshaun Watson, if I went with those mid-round quarterbacks this year, Matthew Stafford is available for me. So I'm streaming him this week. Yeah, I think it's a good spot. The Eagles are 26 against fantasy quarterbacks. They're missing their slot corner. They've had linebackers in and out of the lineup. Um, and I think that the we should expect the Rams defense to give up points to the Eagles. I think Matthew Stafford's in a good spot. I'm assuming Cooper Cup is active. In this game, I think that's definitely more 50-50 to questionable. That's why we have the Sunday morning stream. But the Eagles' defense has not been the same unit as it was last year. And I think if there is a spot where they are really good, it's against the run. And we've seen Sean McVay say, screw that. We're just going to pass the ball all all over the yard. 
And Matthew Stafford's tape has been unbelievable for three out of the four games. On top of that, question for you. Where do you think consensus rankings have Matthew Stafford this week? Um, Quarterback 14, somewhere in there. 17. Wow. Yeah. On, 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 real quick, my last one. On top of that, he's the quarterback two in passing yards. He's the quarterback 25 in passing touchdowns. He's a regression candidate. Like if, if, yes. he, if some of those would just go to Stafford instead of Kyron, everybody would be ranking him really high. And we love regression on the show. That is the point that I was going to make that to me, consensus rankings takes in a hundred people's different rankings um, might be looking at his totals each week rather than understanding that they have six rushing touchdowns compared to just three passing touchdowns this yeah. season. Like that is the whole difference. And as a reminder, I have moved Kyron Williams down to my running back rankings. I've overthought this. He's now my running back eight. Get out of here, commenters. That's why we do a show after Wednesday at noon. <laughs> and tune in on Sunday morning. Okay. Mac Jones, 54 attempts against this Philadelphia Eagles defense. Kirk Cousins, 44 attempts. Sam Howell, 41 attempts. So, wow. Yep. Okay. Starting next year, tier three, Joe Burrow kicks it off. Man. Man. I'm nervous about this one, but I mean, I think this might go uncomfortably bad. And I'm shocked that Vegas even has them for around 24 points as field goal favorites on the road because your eyes do not lie to you when you watch this Bengals offense it is so broken. They can't do anything. And even when there are times when Joe Burrow doesn't get the football out of his hands in 2.4 seconds and maybe some receivers break off their routes. He has none of that burrow magic that we have seen yeah. in the past to extend plays. And then the arm strength just isn't there either. I agree with all that stuff. At the same time, Vegas usually knows best and they have an optimistic approach here. It's, it's failed us at times before like Daniel Jones this last week. It has, this has not been foolproof, but on the aggregate, this has been helpful. And Joe Burrow did at least say, publicly that this is the best he's felt coming off it it's hard to believe it's how can you go from last believe. week though when you look like maybe i think the worst he's looked this season was last week yeah if we discount like the rain in week one and then just saying oh i've never felt better this season i don't get I know. that yeah I, I don't get it either but this is the state of the quarterback position these other guys have some warts as well so i think this will be i'll track where where he is in the injury report and then also same thing with t higgins t higgins did not practice on wednesday We'll have to see if he's going to have an injection to actually play through this. But at the same time, this Cardinals defense is going to be really bad. And they're all of a sudden back to 27th. They play hard. Uh, they play hard, but they're 27th against uh, in, against the pass, according to EPA, and 29th against the run. They've been the fifth worst team against fantasy quarterbacks, the third worst team against fantasy running backs. I think they're just going to pass the ball, and this will be like a just dink and dunk around the yard. And maybe Jamar Chase, if we get lucky, rips off his like first 65-yard touchdown yards after the catch. We'll see. From the great retrieve bar, just to put in perspective how bad this Bengals offense has been so far, 77% of Joe Burrow's passes this year have been shorter than 10 yards down the field. And even when he does throw 10 or more yards down the field, he is 11 of 38, which is mm -hmm. 29% completion rate mm -hmm. with two interceptions. Yeah, it's been bad. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here defending Joe Burrow's performance. I'll tell you that. I'm, I'm trying to project forward. Okay, next, Jared Goff. So against the Carolina Panthers defense, a defense that is both miserable, well, mainly miserable against the run. Mm -hmm. The Lions are nine and a half point favorites here at home. Projected score 27. Yeah, this is a huge team total for Jared Goff. I think like what you said, the Lions aren't afraid to run the ball 
and the Panthers have been dead last in rushing EPA allowed. So even though the team total is high, this could be a huge David Montgomery rank uh, or week. That's why I have him ranked inside the top five. Um, we're monitoring Amon Ross St. Brown. He hasn't practiced this, this week yet, but we are getting Jameson Williams back. Even though we don't like Jameson Williams for fantasy, I still do think that opens up a little bit for, for Jared Goff. And they don't even need Jameson because they got those other guys out there already. So uh, this is a super high team total. I'm just worried that we're going to flip these coins and it's going to go into rushing yards and touchdowns rather than you had that stat on the David Montgomery stuff, like about how when they get inside the five yard line, it's like run, run, oh, yeah. run, no matter what. So that's my fear here. Yeah. And that is also why, despite being an awesome offense so far this year, Jared Goff has just one week higher than quarterback 14. Yeah. Just one week. We'll talk about wide receivers tomorrow. I'm on Ross St. Brown, I think, has a podcast on the 33rd team. They had Dave Montgomery on this week, just two uh-huh. of our favorite players. No big deal. And they were hyping up Jamison Williams. You, you always have to. Like, I, I'd like to hear the, the teammates. Jamison Williams are... wasn't on the podcast. Just saying. Sure. Sure. I'm, it's, it's just a mental note, you know? Fair enough. It's just a mental note. Sam Howell next. Everyone's favorite streamer this week. He has been the quarterback seven, quarterback 12, quarterback 13, and then quarterback 35. Um, we've seen like bottom out performances from him. Yeah. Uh, and it's because of sacks and everything. But again, he might be the best example. And it, we might have been shocked by it that rushing gives you a floor of being average, even if the performances of the team are not average every single time. Yeah, completely agree. He has, I believe, that he's sixth in. Uh, amount of quarterback scrambles that's where he gets home with that and for his biggest weakness which is to me just pocket awareness and footwork the bears are dead last in sack rate and on top of that eddie jackson the free safety is out jalen johnson the cornerback one is out they just added jaquan berkser that's their other starting safety to the injury report on wednesday with a hamstring injury i would not be surprised if he's out that's basically the entire secondary for the bears all out and they we know that they have no depth out there so this is a cupcake matchup that's why the commanders are projected for over 25 points six highest of the week so i'm actually going to be tinkering this all the way till uh till kickoff there's a chance i put sam howell even higher than this my only fear with this is if the bears are unserious that you can have the commanders go all the way in on the ground game and then sam howell doesn't get the pass volume that we're used to um, but it's a good spot. There's an upside case clearly with Sam Howell this week. I'm just worried that we could like with Jared Goff flip these coins and it's Brian Robinson and less so with Sam Howell. Yeah. Like all that. I mean, it goes back to, this is the second worst defense in the league other than the Denver, the Denver Broncos. Right. So like, yeah. despite Sam Howell taking the second, or I would say the most hits in the NFL this season, um, that should not happen this week. This is a good test for the formula in terms of being home favorites expect to score 23 points because they're 25 and five and a half point favorites uh last note offenses facing the bears have run the ball at the second highest rate so that's that's like in the back of my mind that's why i don't have sam howe like in the lock him in category right now have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing you have a night in room service bathrobes and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have, and you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. 
you start a new show, a new series. And when you get back home, you realize you now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today, totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals slash underdog. Or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right. Three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals slash underdog. Justin Fields up next. They are facing the Washington Commanders. Career highs and completions last week for Justin Fields. Completion rate. Touchdown passes. His first 300 game yard passing game, I should say. Uh, so we go from though, a historically awful pass defense last week that he faced in the Broncos to just a bad one in the Washington commander. So Hayden, will the points dictate that? Like, will the points be that different? I'm worried that the commanders like pretty poor defense has been secondary related in that the defensive line is so good for the commanders already six in, in sack rate that even if the commander's secondary is bad, that Justin Fields is just in like sack hell. And that's the thing that's that's worrying me a little bit. Um, and also last week, like Justin Fields played very well. There were still some really iffy plays out there. And it seemed like the Broncos were playing with 10 defenders. Like they didn't even have a linebacker. Uh, Cole Komet on his touchdowns was left wide open stuff. So I'm just worried on the road, short week, horrible loss last week that this is like a deflating spot when you have like four literal aliens on the defensive line for the commanders. Washington has allowed Russell Wilson to get to 26 points, Josh Allen, 21 points, Jalen hurts to 24 points. And those quarterbacks also in those games rush for 56, 46 and 34 yards. That's how he gets home. Yep. Fourth tier, the super flex category and begrudgingly probably opens with Trevor Lawrence this week. Maybe we can move him up a tier, but you know, this is mm-hmm. quarterback 13 on the list um, at the Buffalo bells. Quarterbacks Buffalo has faced so far this season. Easy list. Yeah. Zach Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Howell. But then they did limit it to a last week to quarterback 18 at just 14 points. Yeah, so that's what makes all of the like defensive metrics hard to contextualize. They are first in sack rate and, and against fantasy quarterbacks because the quarterbacks they faced, they will be without Tredavious White. There's a chance yeah. Jordan Poyer misses another game. I'm not sure how much Poyer is moving the needle at this point. There's a chance Von Miller returns. Uh, he's at least practicing off of uh, IR, Publis, whatever he was on. Um, and that's the, the the hard part about this. Jacksonville's offensive line has been worrisome for me. And that's the part that's kind of scaring me. If the, the Buffalo can really attack Jacksonville, that's going to be how things can kind of go south here, though. I, I think that Trevor Lawrence has just been really unlucky and then garbage time should be quite friendly for him. But there's a reason Jacksonville is projected for just 21 and a half points in Buffalo. That's below average on the week. So this is kind of in line with Vegas projections. And quite frankly, like where Trevor Lawrence has been as a fantasy quarterback, we can say reasons why that's been the case. But it's just been one little thing after another. And I think a lot of that's just like the offensive line has not been playing well. Yeah, and I think like a area to unlock them this season was obviously Calvin Ridley. Um, the metric was put out that AJ Terrell shadowed Calvin Ridley seventy nine percent last week, and now you get a Buffalo defense that, like you said, doesn't have one top corner to shadow him, but they do try to prevent 
yeah. big plays. They've been a bit more aggressive with their blitzes this season, mm-hmm. but um, at some point, at some point, hopefully that Calvin Ridley connection gets back. And I just think it's been on the wrong side of variance. Okay, real yep. quick before we go anywhere else, I forgot to mention it. We're 25 minutes in. Subscribe to the channel. That's it. Just hit that subscribe button. It takes you two seconds. You're watching it this far. You've watched other content like You Know Ball with Steve Smith teaching Hayden to evaluate wide receivers. Oh, Nico stop. Collins, CJ Stroud, Scheme with Colt McCoy. Pretty good show. Goes in the Red Zone playbook of Ken Dorsey this week and all the other tiers and rankings and fancy stuff that we have. Hit that subscribe button, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. For the record, I'm teaching Steve Smith ball. Well, I mean, you're teaching him how to pronounce Puka Nakua. That's for sure. He corrected himself and said that Puka and Cooper Cup can coexist. We have that on the record. Wow. Okay. Brock Purdy is your quarterback 14. Dallas Cowboys defense. But Hayden, this fits the formula. I'm shocked you don't have him higher. 24 and a quarter points. Favored by three and a half here. Yeah, but teams that are facing the Dallas Cowboys offense are just running the ball at league high levels. Um, and I would not be surprised if that's what Shanahan does here. Uh, the Cowboys defense has been lights out. Like, look at this chart. Like, it's number one versus number two in basically all of these stats across the board. The team total for Brock Purdy has usually been around like 27 to 30 points. Like last week, it was uh, NFL leading 30 points. This week, because of the matchup, it's down to 24 points. And you know Christian McCaffrey's getting a touchdown or two uh, of that. And Brock Purdy, he scrambles around, but he doesn't scramble forward for yards. And that's kind of been like the difference-making stuff where he doesn't play like Jimmy G, but like some of the box scores get a little bit more similar just because even though he's scrambling, it's the passing yards that are getting there. But uh, this offense has been just so lights out. Dallas defense, I don't think will be as good without uh, Trayvon Diggs moving forward as well. So... I think it's a fine spot for Brock Purdy. I've been more fired up to start him though before. Part of me would want to start him over Joe Burrow, but I mean, also another section of my brain realizes that it was against the Tennessee Titans last week for Joe Burrow and like just that pass rush demoralized yeah. and demolished that offensive line. Anyways, to get back to Brock Purdy, when they played each other last year, the 49ers and the Cowboys, 49ers only scored 19 points. Uh, that's the fewest in a game that Brock Purdy started and finished. Mm-hmm. Um, when they pressured him in that game, he was 4 of 12 for 55 yards. When he was kept clean, 15 of 17 for 159 yards. Yeah. Okay. Let's do these next two together uh, for no reason. Daniel Jones and CJ Stroud are your quarterbacks 15 and 16. I'm not sure why there's like a blank space here. There we go. Uh, that was Taylor Swift in that playing space. Um, Damn Daniel God. Jones, uh, quarterback 29, quarterback 33, quarterback 25, with some random quarterback one performance thrown in there, and he gets the Miami Dolphins this week, and they're 11-point underdogs. It's not good. Let's just be honest. It's, it's not a good situation. It doesn't sound like Andrew Thomas is going to return. Um, this is just Daniel Jones scrambling around in garbage time, and the, you can back your door your way into 70 rushing yards in a game like this but I have no optimistic notes on Daniel Jones. That left tackle performance from last week was <laughs> made like might as well have had Josh Norris playing left tackle. Uh, no, I was a either right guard or left guard. I think I was on the right side mostly in high school, blocking Brandon Spikes at Blowing Springs Crest. How that uh, go? Or as, oh, we crushed his team. They they thought this little hundred. You know, 400 uh, person high school, all white kid, private school was going to be their easy homecoming matchup. And we stomped them. Really? Stomped them. Oh, wow. yeah. Stomped them. That tape will never see the light of day, though, because he was a grown man at 18 years old. And sure I was, was like, 
160 pounds. <laughs> Did you have the the traps and the necks? Is that how you got your traps and necks from playing guard in, in high school? No, that that's actually this way. No, the, the the neck. I mean, this is a tangent. The neck came from a Boy Scout trip going back to all this. When I went to Minnesota and we did um, canoeing trips for in between all the lakes, portaging, yeah. I had to carry one of the canoes. It was this big aluminum canoe and I had to carry it for like miles on my shoulders. And you just like you so rock one it. week. Are you saying that one weekend you established yeah. a neck of a lifetime? I mean, hours a day I was carrying this aluminum canoe on my shoulders and it was huge three person. And then you just like balance it and then you just walk like this. And this is why. All built wow. over okay. one weekend in Boy Scouts. Interesting. That's, if you if your children want to look like this, this is what you do. Uh, Jordan Love, Joshua Dobbs, and Dak Prescott are next. Why don't we just like do the what you do in tier for all these guys? Um, Jordan Love, Dak Prescott, and actually you had Joshua Dobbs in there, I believe. I got Dobbs in there. Yeah, Brent yeah. at 18. Okay, let me find him. I thought I put his headshot in here, but it looks like I did not. Oh, it disappeared. Anyways. This blank space is Joshua Dobbs. Um, talk to me because Dobbs has actually been like shockingly good this year in fantasy football. Right. He had a quarterback four performance, a quarterback six performance, and a quarterback 16. He leads the NFL in completion rate when pressure this season at 72.2%. I love that for him. That stat also is the most notorious to regress and yeah. be very uh, unsticky. Yeah, I just think like it might be asking a little bit too much against Lou Anarumo um, this week. The team total is higher than it usually is. The Cardinals project for like almost 21 points. Typically, that's been like 16, 17 points. So credit to Josh Dobbs, like not being ranked last in the fantasy rankings. Like the fact that he's pulling this off has been off, uh, very awesome to see. I think if I had to pick one, it would be Jordan Love against the Raiders. Raiders defense still a mess everywhere. He's getting his full cast of weapons for the first time, like at full capacity. You get Christian Watson, Aaron Jones back in there. Um, so I think Jordan Love would be my favorite out of this tier to like pop off for like a big game. Any more notes you want to say? I mean, Bryce Young, do you want to take a guess at what his yards per completion is for air yards so far this season? It's got to be low. Um, seven. 2.9 air yards on pass completions. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's that's that is unserious football. Unserious. Um, and I actually think for Derek Carr, and we're, we don't need to talk about this, but I feel like for Derek Carr, who's this last name, this is a good test for the Patriots defense where their defense is incredibly hurt, yeah. losing arguably their two best performance so far this year. And so they can, can they still play well versus an also hurt and average NFL quarterback on top of it? And like, if mm -hmm. they can't against them, then it's going to be an even longer season for the Patriots this year. Yeah, I think it's a good point. Like if, if they if the Saints go crazy against the Patriots here, the season's basically over for New England. They their secondary is basically all hurt and their best pass rushers too. It's, it's terrible. Just to go back to sorry, CJ Stroud here. Mm -hmm. He's facing Atlanta Falcons defense, which I think is like a really decent test for him. We've talked about this Falcons defense in the past. Opponents have only completed 14 of 37 passes on throws 10 or more yards against this Falcons defense which is the fifth lowest rate. And so we've seen these big throws to Nico Collins. We've seen these big throws to Tank Dell. So it's a good test for C.J. Stroud down the field in that environment. And the only quarterbacks with more yards per pass attempt from a clean pocket are Brock Purdy this year and Tua Tungai-Vailoa other than C.J. Stroud. Man, and we, we potentially are going to get both offense tackles back. Go watch the Steve Smith breakdown. We were like in awe of some of the decisions in touch that he has. Uh, Stroud is amazing, man. Okay. Tight ends time, and we'll just go through this quickly. But before we do that, Hayden, I kind of wanted to 
bring up this tweet from Justin Herzig. Um, I think it's almost like a basic way of looking at it, but I think it puts the entire position into context. And while it's almost pointless to like talk about these tight ends on a weekly basis, but I believe this is basically the average number of points that teams that drafted these tight ends have right now through yep. best ball mania four. So we have TJ Hawkinson at the top. No surprise. He's had already a big week there. Hunter Henry, Sam Laporta, Hayden Hurst, Luke Musgrave. Uh, those are kind of the late round hits so far. We It's amazing that Luke Musgrave is still the fifth highest on this list because he's left about three long touchdowns on the table. Uh, but I think really what this is just showing is that investments into George Kittle, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey uh, in particular have not paid off. Kyle, so Pitts. Just, Kyle Pitts, obviously. <laughs> Um, that's the, you're just avoiding the landmines. And if you hit on Hawkinson as an early round tight end, maybe we'll get that with Hayden Hurst or uh, Mark Andrews this year as well. Cool. But I think so far it's been Frankenstein, the position with late round guys. And I think Laporta Musgrave in particular look and Jake Ferguson. Eventually those guys to me will be like fringe top 10 guys the entire season. And those guys were basically free all off season. Our first tight ends rankings video back in May, I think we said it that people were just drafting the position incorrectly the entire time. And this is showing it completely. Like, I do think that Travis Kelsey, this will rebound quite a for bit. Sure. It, yeah, for it, sure. It, though, isn't going to get to the point where maybe it won't get to the point, I should say, that he's just a huge leverage advantage on the position versus everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, having the foresight of, yeah, I'll just bypass even the middle round guys like the Pat Fryer moves, the, the Darren Wallers, potentially the Njokus for sure. I mean, I keep going down the list, Dallas Goddard. And then just taking three of the late round guys for us. We loved Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst, Luke Musgrave. Yeah. It sucks that Jawan Johnson like, has gotten five targets this entire season. Doesn't yeah. make much sense. But basically what I'm trying to say is not to pat ourselves too much on the back, but this was the year, I think, to Dr. Frankenstein, like you said the end of the position with three rather than invest early or mid with one. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. And so when we're doing our week five rankings here to me, it's like Travis Kelsey is obviously clearly by himself. I will say his fantasy points or expected fantasy points has dropped by over a point. Is that small sample injury age, whatever the case may be, that'll probably regress, but I wouldn't expect Travis Kelsey to have the season that he had last year. Mark Andrews, his yards after the catch ability last week was really fun to see. Um, I'm hoping that the Ravens pass the ball more. I think TJ Hawkinson is the other like elite tight end, if you will. And I think Sam Laporta as the number four guy is the guy that is really sticking out to me. You have that huge implied team total of at 27 points for Detroit. He had an awesome uh, man coverage win last week with yards after the catch ability. He's not leaving the field. He looks awesome. And then, once you get into like the Evan Ingram, Darren Waller, George Kittle, Jake Ferguson, like this to me is all one tier. Hunter Henry, Luke Musgrave, Kyle Pitts, Logan Thomas, like all these guys projected for 30 points in the pick'em lobby. They're basically hoping for a touchdown. And if any one of these guys you can pick apart based off of the matchup, but to me, Darren Waller and George Kittle. I don't think we should be pretending like they're elite tight ends. Darren Waller just does not look the same. The Giants offense is completely tanked. And then George Kittle, only note here, in the three games with Ayuk, Debo, and CMC in the lineup, his expected half PPR points are at 4.1. And that's the thing when I was talking about this offseason where it's hard to make the math work. We love George Kittle. I'm still going to rank him this high 
because he's probably still going to have 30 points no matter what. He has the potential to have 100 yards like these other guys probably can't do. But one guy loses out at least in this pass game. And I think George Kittle is such an efficient blocker that he's probably the most likely candidate to kind of go away. Love all that. Yeah, like you said, they're projected for yards anywhere from 28 to 35 in the Pickham projections. And like that is for so many names. I do quickly want to talk about Sam Laporta and it kind of dovetails back to our conversation about Jameer Gibbs. This is again from Rich Rebar. A year ago, the Lions only targeted their running backs 17.5% of the time before trading away TJ Hawkinson. After that trade, they targeted their running backs 24% of the time, which was second in the league over that span. So now investing in Sam Laporta in the second round and bring him back in is another reason why we probably aren't getting tons of Jameer Gibbs and even Dave Montgomery passing game usage because yeah. now they have a receiver who's further down the field that they trust. I think Sam Laporta is just a better pass catcher than Jameer Gibbs. Like I, I'm yeah. not sure if that's a hot take or night, but a hot take, but Laporta looks really awesome. good out there. Yeah. Okay. Rest of this in terms of like tight end 10, it's Luke Musgrave, Kyle Pitts, even Logan Thomas. I just want people to hold on Luke Musgrave. Like yes. weeks one and weeks two were so close to being massive games. Like 60, 40, 30 yard touchdowns. And then he misses a game. And now here we are in week five. And this position is so variance dependent and so touchdown dependent that when you have a player that this team is allowing to get down the field and yeah. utilizing down the seam, who also has athleticism to go on top of it. And I would argue doesn't have an alpha. People might argue that is Christian Watson. I will not. Not a target alpha. He can be right. super efficient and not be a target right. alpha. Right. Luke Musgrave is one to watch. And we're going to keep saying that because that's uh, our bias just a little bit. But well, to me, watching the games when it comes to tight ends and like seeing the misplays is a big deal. Yeah. And he 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 is a difference looking player when you're talking about moving. And he's also the tight end 13 so far per game, removing that concussion game. Uh, despite those missed touchdowns. Um, I'm ranking Luke Musgrave as he's going to play. I know concussion protocol players don't return. We're talking about Thursday to the following Monday. That's almost two weeks, so I'm guessing he's going to play. We'll obviously uh, move that down. Logan Thomas, real quick, if you are looking for to have some fun on your Thursday, he ran 70% <laughs> of the routes on week, in week four when he returned. The starting uh, commander's tight end, which includes that Cole Turner week when Logan Thomas was out, has... Average 9.1 expected half PPR points, which is actually the tight end five. And this might be an Eric B enemy thing, but they have been throwing the ball to their tight ends frequently. So I haven't maybe ranked a little bit higher than everyone else. Uh, but this is one nasty tier of, of players. Uh, I think you should be happy that you spent your third round picks, your fifth round picks on running backs and wide receivers and quarterbacks and just not on the tight ends. We'll probably have more tight end notes in the future. I just truly don't think that like there is a point to it right now. Like they're the conversation. Do they score a touchdown or not? <laughs> it's, it gets tough. <laughs> okay. Um, sickos defense Hayden, pull it up. Yeah, I got it right here. Commander is obviously a great streaming option against the bears tonight. Dolphins in a fantastic spot. They're actually the best on the sickos chart. Rams or uh, the Ravens and lions project. Well, the Colts are an interesting matchup as well the patriots rank well on this but they have so many injuries that i would not rank them as highly the steelers secondary kind of scares me a little bit so i think the ones to be streaming i think the lions dolphins commanders colts and ravens those are like my favorite streaming options uh, of the week and then all the teams in the top left quadrant 
aren't fantasy reliant anyway. So uh, there's not really a team to like must drop for me this week. All right. There it is. We did it. We'll be back here tomorrow around midday with our wide receivers rankings and tiers. I have an extra scheme episode popping up nice. this Saturday for you as well on uh, really Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy and just how, I mean, that offense has been totally elevated with those two mm-hmm. guys. And Christian McCaffrey is just an unreal player. Go and watch today's scheme, uh, focusing on, again, Josh Allen. And he's running so pure right now. It's it's basically unguardable what this team is doing in the red zone at this moment because of how he's playing yeah. right now. Right now, the Buffalo Bills are the best team. Will that Are they most likely to win the Super Bowl? I'm not sure. Well, it's, I'm not ever going to rule out Patrick Mahomes. But right now, the weaknesses of the Bills have been stuffed. And I think going back to the ground game and obviously Josh Allen, when it gets to the tight spaces, he yeah. is the ground game and the ultimate bailout. Awesome to see. All right. That's going to do it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you to Producer Weaves for making us look pretty. Up the Villa, they play in 15 minutes. Hayden, they are minus 2,000 favorites today. What can go wrong? <laughs> what can go wrong? We'll talk to you all soon.